Y'all ready to go a little bit further in the word this morning? I am so ready to go to the word. So if you would get your devices and let's move into the word <laughs> this morning. Yep. Okay. So we have been doing, um, good morning, Pastor Marshall. We have been doing this series, y'all, called Kingdom Currency. You get some heat on um, Instagram. Like, you can tell what kind of guy you are because you got money behind you. Yeah, okay, well. Yeah, anything to get somebody's attention. So if that's going to intrigue you to come and check out what I'm talking about, then that's that works for me. So, um, but I do want to go forward in that today. Now, let me say, let me say this, that we were doing this series intentionally, of course, the, by the prompting of the Holy Spirit to do these uh, kinds of series because with everything uh, shifting in the world and, you know, I know they're like gas prices are down $1 from last month. Yeah. I put gas in my car yesterday and it cost me almost $70 that before the war and everything over in Ukraine, uh, it cost me normally it would cost me about $62, I think to fill my tank up. So, uh, that's just crazy. It's just crazy. Eggs and um, all of the all of the stuff that's just going up. Coffee and you know, listen, listen. When you come after my coffee, coffee is up like twenty percent over last year. Anyway, uh, that's what the news is telling us. And the reason I'm teaching these things is because um, these changes are enough to get one um, to become discouraged, okay, down, feeling like I'm not gonna be able to make it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, you're gonna have to make some changes. You, there's some things that you're gonna have to leave on the shelf. There are gonna be some things that you have to buy the, uh, the generic brand and not the name brand, you know? And so um, I know some of y'all are like, well, I, that's what I buy anyway, well bless your heart. Um, <laughs> Because for me, I got to have Heinz ketchup. Anything other than Heinz is, is a stretch, is a sacrifice. So, um, but I want to encourage you that with what I'm teaching you right now, these currencies should be active in your life. Hear me. As much as you can save on the natural dollar, save it. But these currencies that I'm teaching you, you should be having in play and spending them lavishly. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Yeah. So um, just to give you a recap, um, currency, the word currency or money or currency is a system of money. Okay. And then money is something generally accepted as a medium of exchange or a measure of value or a means of payment. So when I start talking to you or what, since I'm talking to you about kingdom currency, what I'm saying to you is there are some attributes and some values in the kingdom that we can use in like manner. Let's say that in like manner. Okay. No. Can I take worship to, you know, to the grocery store line and just worship in line and they give me my groceries? No, that's not what I'm saying to you. However, I am saying when we, put in play in our lives, worship and faith, um, time management, those things yield a harvest in the natural that allow us to continue a quality of life because we are kingdom citizens. Y'all with me? Okay, good. We're there. So let's pray together right here. And then I think what we'll do is uh, we'll jump in. And I'll give you a couple of things and then I'll be done for today. All right, let's pray together right here. Father, in Jesus name, we give you honor and glory this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here. I thank you, Lord, this morning for showing up in the lives of the believers. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us prophetically. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to see your hands uh, that bring forth miracles as we go 
from day to day. Thank you, Lord, for your care and your protection around us. Lord, we thank you because you have caused things to be well. Lord, we have seen you intervene. We have seen you chase away and smash the enemy's plans for our lives. And we thank you. And so, Lord, I pray now for healing for those who are on this platform this morning that need healing in their bodies or healing in their homes or healing uh, in relationships. I am praying right now that you, Holy Spirit, would go through these airways on this platform and make immediate shifts and changes in the lives of your people according to their faith this morning. I plead the blood of Jesus. <laughs> I plead the blood, the blood of Jesus over every situation, every marriage, every home, all finances, businesses, families and relationships. I plead the blood of Jesus. And I declare right now that no weapon formed shall prosper. And every word that rises up against them shall be condemned. I declare in Jesus name that God fights for you. He fights on your behalf and let God arise and his enemies be scattered. I thank you, Father, now for this time that we share together. I pray that you would allow me to say what you've allowed me to see. And I pray this morning that you think through my mind, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name. Amen. All right, y'all ready? Okay, let's move on this morning to our next um, currency, if you will. And this morning, I want to talk to you about the, the currency of caring for others. Okay? You know, as I have been studying and praying and asking God to show me some things um, about these currencies, um, this is what he's giving me. So we're, you know, I'm calling it caring for others, but it could be, you know, relationship or loving each other, whatever you want to put on your notes is fine with me. Um, but it is important that in today's culture, today's culture is very me driven. Okay. We are very me driven. It's, you know, of course we got selfies and we're doing everything that we can to promote ourselves and whatever I can put on my platforms or whatever I can say to people to get more clicks and more likes. And um, whatever, one thing I could do is get, if I can go viral. I mean, we're very me centered. This is our culture. Okay. It is our culture, but, um, as citizens of heaven, the kingdom of God is important that we um, understand that and make sure that we are operating in a countercultural way by making sure that we're not thinking too highly of ourselves. OK, and I, I want to make sure that you hear my heart in this, because I believe some of the boundaries that we set are not godly boundaries. Some of the, the things that we do um, as it relates to I got to take care of me and I got to do I mean, Come on. The, the word is clear about making sure that we are esteeming others above ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about that. You shouldn't go to the spa and you shouldn't treat yourself well. I'm not saying that you should stay in an abusive relationship. I'm not saying that you should be mistreated. None of that. But what I am saying, though, is that um, there is a currency that the Lord or that God has put all the way through the word of God as it relates to caring for others and having a heart for other people that we need to look at, okay? And it is important that we look at it in times when it seems like, oh, it is lean. My money is not going as far. So I cannot, um, I cannot take care of other people. I cannot bless them or buy somebody else a meal because it's tight in my house, okay? And listen, sometimes we get to that space and justifiably so, because we feel like, hey, man, I can't even afford eggs. 
Okay, but somebody may knock on the door and be like, hey, can I borrow a couple of eggs? You'll be like, borrow a couple of eggs. Let me tell you what these eggs cost me a, uh, a dozen. And so go back to the house and scrape up about 50, 60 cent per egg and hand me that and we're good. Um, but in the times when it seems like, hey, man, it's hard to be uh, more selfless or um, more, what's the word I'm looking for, more benevolent. Um, is the times that we should be more benevolent. Are y'all with me this morning? Yeah, I know it's kind of tight, but it's right kind of situation here. And it's not one of those jump shout running to the walls, but it is let's check ourselves because again, if we, let, let's look at it this way. There are some things that, that we do as it relates to these currencies that may be a little easier for some, i.e. faith, worship, Okay. Um, maybe you swallowed um, the last one that we did last week. Okay. You swallowed that. You handled it well. Time. Okay. Lord, I need to manage my time better. And as I manage my time, there's a harvest there. But let me say this one right here that we're talking about caring for others. Oftentimes it is lost in the couch cushions of our lives. When life gets busy, when life gets hard, when finances get tight, when the economy changes. Okay. But let me say this, like growing up in our house, um, we were a middle-class family, you know, we're a middle-class family growing up. And there were times when I saw or heard mom and daddy talking about how things were tight, but I never saw my mom or dad stop helping people. Okay. Um, as tight as it might've been one week in our house, my daddy would still go out and check out one of the inmates from the minimum security, um, um, uh, prison and bring him to Sunday dinner at our house, even though it might've been tight. And so what I learned through that is giving and caring for other people should be something that is always forefront in our lives. It should always be sitting front and center in our lives. So today I want to just give you a few things here and I'll be, we'll be out of here. Not a lot that I have for you today. Okay. So, um, caring for others is, uh, heaven has an expectation for us to care for others. Okay. It is again, it's the model for God so loved that he gave. Okay. It is that model. It is the model that says one of the most selfless things we can do is um, give, period. Okay. And of course, I can't talk about this, talk about these currencies and not talk about giving and being good stewards. So we'll talk about that before we wrap the series in the next couple of weeks. But I do want you to see and understand that when we give to others, we are stepping into, we are putting on, how do I want to say it? We favor, resemble most like God when we are doing that because God so loved that he gave. God so loved that he gave. And so we hear that um, in offering times and, and when we, when it's time to take up offering or special offering at church and people say that and we dismiss it because it's like you just saying that because you want money. No, it's just the truth that love Love from one should come with some values and some characteristics. And one of those characteristics is care and giving. Okay. So there is an expectation from heaven. I want you to look at Colossians really quickly. Colossians um, chapter three. So the, these scriptures that I give you this week, you can go back in your private time uh, and kind of look over these things in your own devotional time and pray and ask the Lord, Hey Lord, help me be a little bit more sensitive to this particular currencies because some currencies come uh, a little easy. Others, we have to be more intentional, you know? Okay. Colossians chapter three, I'm going to read verse 12 and 13. Here's what it reads. Paul writes to the church at Colossae. He says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved put on tender mercies kindness humility meekness long suffering bearing with others or bearing with one another and love or forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another even as Christ forgave 
you must also do or you I'm sorry. So you also must do. So here's the thing. That there is from heaven an expectation that there should be a thing that comes out from us that is benevolent, not just in giving seeds or, or sowing money. We should also be this same giving when it calls for forgiving. Okay? Yeah. Hard. Hard. Some of us would rather give up $100 than to forgive some people who have offended us. Yep. Look at how that landed. Yeah, it'd be easier to give money to buy groceries for, to buy gas for people who you cool with than it is to forgive others <laughs> who have offended you. But God starts this thing. I wanted to start it today when, it, when we start talking about caring for others. Yeah, there's an expectation because Paul writes that he says, and I can't, I'm not going to dissect all of it. He says, but those who have been elected, chosen by God to be holy, the ones who are beloved. And see, it's, it's, listen, y'all, this, this is how we operate. I, I, I'm a king's kid. God got his hand on my life. God chose me, me and God, and God and me, and all of this. And God says here, because you have been elected, make sure that you change your clothes with this election. He says, put on tender mercies. Y'all, let me be clear. When Paul is writing this, he is not talking about from us to God. He's talking about from us to another person, one from one to another. So don't talk to me about how much you love God. As a matter of fact, Jesus taught the lesson. Don't talk about how much you love God, but hate your brother. He said, you've never even seen God. You see your brother every day and you won't even holler at your boy. He says, put on tender mercies. Kindness, humility. See, we love to talk about putting on the whole armor of God. But Paul also talks about another uh, uh, wardrobe change, if you will, that happens because we belong to God. Put on meekness and long suffering and bearing with one another, forgiving one another. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Look how y'all looking at me. Yeah, that part, that part. I'm going to put on the whole armor. I got the blessed breastplate of righteousness. I got the <laughs> helmet of salvation. Yeah, I got my feet, my feet shod with the preparation of the truth. Come on. Come on. I got I got a preparation of the gospel. I got my loins girded with the truth and I got the sword and the shield. But here's the question. Before you put that on, did you put on the undergarments of tender mercies? You got the T-shirt of uh, humility on, ma'am, sir. Okay, I think you got it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. We love to war and fight on behalf of God, and God says there are times when I'm not calling you to fight. I'm calling you to love. I'm calling you to forgive. I'm calling you to be merciful. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even mean to preach hard today. I was coming like to not sweat. Okay, so, so just here, if you was writing down, that was your point. Here's your point. Your point right there was that heaven has an expectation. Okay, that heaven has an expectation on us to treat others well. Here's number two, if you if we want to have points, I really don't have any today, but here's number two. That there is a reciprocity for the currency of caring for others. In other words, there is a benefit. There is a return on this. OK, so again, if we're talking about currencies, currencies come there's an exchange that happens there okay so 
when I give one or if I give one of these currencies, something comes back to me. No doubt. So let's look at Proverbs. Proverbs 11, 17. Okay. Today is more topical, but I will anchor you before we leave with one particular uh, verse uh, that are or, or pericope of text that will help you. But I, I'm just going to give you some one offs that's going to help you in your study time and in your meditation. Proverbs 11:17. This is the message version. Here's what it says. When you're kind to others, listen, you help yourself. Reciprocity. When you are cruel to others, you hurt yourself. Let me read it again. <laughs> when you are kind to others, you help yourself. But when you are cruel to others, you hurt yourself. That's why I say that there is a reciprocity. Okay, there is you reap what you sow kind of situation here happening with this particular currency of caring for others, because when you are good to people, you are being good to yourself. When you are hurting people, you are hurt. You are hurting yourself. He, he, listen, listen. When you know that people are being cruel to you, just know you ain't got to work it out. You ain't got to try to figure out how do I get back at them? Uh-uh. As a matter of fact, the currency that we talked about last Sunday, time, you let time work. Because when people are not right by you, time will work. And when time works, They'll hurt themselves. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So the, the, the hardest fight <coughs> with time is to give it to God for him to fix the thing. Because we want to fix it right then when they're cruel to us. But it's something already built into that. That's why I'm telling you, as my granddaddy would say, if you listen to the sound of my voice, you need to understand that when you are good to people, you are being good to yourself. But when you're being cruel to some people, come on, <laughs> Doria said, baby, can't nobody get you like God <laughs> and how he be using time. Now he sure use it. He'd be like, are you going to ever fix this? Are you going to ever say anything? But what you can bet you can bank on is that there is something built in. Okay. That's what you need to realize. So there is a reciprocity. So that's why it's, it, it benefits you when you feel like, man, I need, listen, I'm, I need some blessings in my life. Go be a blessing to some other people and watch what happens. Come on. Uh, uh, who is it? Um, uh, Jesus teaches the lesson. And I think Paul refers to it that says that we are more blessed when we give. than when we receive. Mm hmm. Let me give you another one. Matthew chapter five, verse seven. This is one of the Beatitudes. Here's what it says. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. I love it. You need grace and mercy in your life. Sure. You get it because you've given it. Again, reciprocity. It's a seed. And here's the thing that I want us to understand here. When we said uh, uh, when Jesus teaches here, um, he blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Listen, getting mercy, getting grace is often birthed in relationships. See, when it's people that you don't know, it's one thing to read about something that you don't know and keep it moving. But it's another thing to hear of some people that you do know who may need grace, who may need mercy. And it may be something that they've done to you because grace and mercy often is birthed in relationship. Yes. Yes. So blessed are the merciful from me to another person in a relationship. Because when they are, they get blessed. What's the blessing? That they obtain mercy in the times that they mess up. 
And here's the thing that we don't want to really look at when it comes to grace and mercy. Grace and mercy happens in the context of relationship. You want to know if you're a person that extends grace? Get in a relationship. Ask one of your friends. Ask your spouse. Ask your coworkers. You keep beating them down for the mistakes they make. But when you make a mistake, you don't want nobody to say nothing. Grace and mercy. Give it, obtain it. Give it so you can obtain it. Never feels good, this one. Okay, here's another one. Here's another one. Remember, it's a reciprocity. Here's another one here. Um, Matthew 6, 14, 15, Jesus says, if you forgive men their trespasses, <laughs> your heavenly father will also forgive you. Jesus goes on to say, but if, but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. Y'all, caring for other people are basic. We are basically sowing seeds that come up. And when we forgive others, God forgives us. Now that changes the angle. That changes the angle because what we'll say is they didn't forgive me, so I didn't forgive them. That is not what the text says here. Jesus says when forgiveness goes that way, forgiveness comes this way. And like I told you, I think I told y'all years ago that forgiveness is not an agreement. It's a decision. You don't forgive people because they agree with they agree with you that they uh, offended you. Come on. You don't forgive people because oh you agree that I, that you was wrong. Okay, I forgive you. Uh uh. That is not how that works. They may never own the fact that they offended you, that they did wrong, that they messed up. They may never own it, but your forgiveness of them, forgiving toward them. Is not contingent upon them agreeing that they need forgiveness. Are y'all with me? Yeah, man. See, that's hard. Because it's easy to forgive somebody who has apologized to you. It's hard to forgive somebody who won't own that they need to apologize. Yeah, that part. But but Jesus teaches that when we give forgiveness, we get it. Let me tell you, <laughs> I don't know. See, some of us are not self-aware enough to know that we need to be forgiving everybody we possibly can because we need it. To the maximum. You hear me? Yes. Friends, loved ones, <laughs> neighbors, forgive everybody you can. You'd be like somebody came and took my parking space. You know how they take your parking space and you be mad and be looking at them all in the store. Be like, that's, the, that's who that was. That's who was driving that car that took my parking space. You need to go up to them and say, hey, I just want you to know we all good. It's no problem. Can I buy your groceries today? And they're going to think you crazy. You'd be like, don't think I'm crazy. I just know how much forgiveness I need and I'm looking for any chance I can. Anybody need forgiveness? Come on, hit them hearts today. Anybody know that they need forgiveness? <laughs> and when you know that you need forgiveness, you operate in a space where you're offering grace. Anybody? <laughs> Why am I enjoying this way too much? Like way too much. Yeah. Come on. You need forgiveness for stuff you didn't even know you did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's clear 
that as we use these currencies, we are sowing seeds, y'all. When we operate to the opposite of this uh, currency, we're also sowing seeds. Can I show y'all something? Watch this. Matthew chapter 18. I'm doing good on time today. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Here's what the text says. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him up to seven times? And Jesus says to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times, seven, up to 70 times seven. Therefore, now that's a colloquialism. That's not literally um, multiply 70 times seven. Let's just say, let's just say it was. Let's just say it was. That's not what it is, but let's just say it was. I just want to know what this number is. 70 times seven is 490. Yes, I said four. 490. Okay. So if, if Peter says, if my neighbor, my friend, my, this one person offends me, should I limit my forgiveness to seven times? Jesus says, no, forgive that person 490 times. If they keep, if it, just forgive them. But it's a colloquialism that really says that as much as they need forgiveness, forgive them. Y'all, can we be hard? Can we be real? Anybody going to be real with me and tell me, Pastor, that ain't easy. It ain't. Now we start understanding being a disciple of Jesus Christ. It is easy. It's easy to hold on to a thing. It's easy to cut you off, write you off, not look at you. And most of the times we believe that we have given forgiven somebody. Oh, I don't let that. I don't let that go. I forgive them until you see them as something bubbles up in you. Look how you look. Mm-hmm. Wait, let, let me let me keep reading. Verse 22. Jesus says to him, um, do not I do not say up to you, say to you up to seven times what I say to you, 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king. I love this story who wanted to settle accounts with his servant. And when he had begun to settle account accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, the master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that the payment could be made or that the payment be made. In other words, everything you own is gone. You, your wife and children are now slaves to somebody else. And y'all do all of that, sell them, they own something that somebody else owns them and bring the money to me. Right. That's what the king said is what's going to be done. The servant, therefore, fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. Love this. OK, he was straight up. He was straight up asking, I need a little bit more time, uh, sir, uh, sir, give me a little bit more time. I'm going to get this done. Just 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 be patient with me. And then the Lord says to him, the, the, the king or the, the master says to him, you know what? No sweat. We good. I'm going to let you go. As a matter of fact, I'm going to wipe out this debt for you. You no longer owe me. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> imagine calling all your bill collectors and just saying, I need to make an arrangement. And then they're moved with compassion because of your ask of making an arrangement on your payment. And they say, you know what? Don't sweat. You don't owe us anything. So this man goes from owing to being debt free because he was willing to open his mouth and ask for some time. I ain't messing with none of that. I ain't messing with none of that. I'm just telling you what happened here in the text. Okay. 
But the servant, verse 28, went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet, begging him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay you. Same thing. So uh, have patience and I will pay you all. And he would not. But he went and threw him into prison. Till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told the master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you your debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant? Just as I had pity on you, the master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due. Here's what Jesus says. So my heavenly father also will do to each of you from his heart. Who uh, to each of you who from his heart does not forgive his brother, his trespasses. Are y'all hearing me? Hear me. When we care for people, forgive, show kindness, we're sowing seeds. However, when we don't, when we do the opposite, we are also sowing seeds. That's why I'm telling you this is a currency. Whatever, however you decide to use this currency by using it or not using it, you're still going to get a harvest. Selah. Compassion, kindness, forgiveness. When we give it, we get a harvest. But when we don't, because hear me, saints, the servant that had been forgiven from the master that went and laid hands on the guy that owed him, he was justified in saying, you owe me. He was justified because the guy did owe him. But what Jesus is showing here is that how is it that you can receive kindness, but you can't give it? How is it that you can be forgiven, but you can't forgive? And I want you to see this picture, though, because what Jesus taught us was when we forgive others, God forgives us. Right. But I want you to see what the what the parable that Jesus taught says the opposite of that or the inverse of that. What he's saying is when the master forgives you, you then should be going and forgiving others. Y'all, are you hearing what I'm saying? So Jesus is saying when you forgive somebody, my father forgives you. Then he also saying is when my father forgives you, you should forgive somebody. And what he's also saying is when you have received forgiveness, but you do not forgive others, then you're going to have a problem with my daddy. Jesus is saying. <sighs> yep. OK, I'm about to be done. OK, so I want you to see something here. This particular currency of caring for others, Jesus sees this currency, listen, through eternal lenses. Are you hearing me? Caring for people. Jesus sees this. God the Father sees this particular currency through eternal lenses. So it's not just you treat people right and you'll get blessed by it. Not just that, but it has eternal ramifications okay Matthew again Matthew chapter 25 here's what Jesus here's what what was happening here in this text what's happening in this text Jesus they're calling this a parable but Jesus is 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 talking about um the returning of the father and he says that when the father comes back the father is going to sit on his throne and he's going to separate, listen, 
the sheep from the goats. Sheep on the right side, on the right hand side and the goats on the left hand side. Y'all, let me pause here. Let me pause here. And I want to be clear. I don't care how political you try to be and be all inclusive and be you know, tell everybody it's okay god loves everybody we don't want to push anybody out the bible is very clear that there is going to be a separation when god comes back the bible is clear about about the fact that there is a separation he separates uh the wheat and the tear the just and the unjust. Come on. In this text I'm about to read, the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. That there is a separation. And you can be all friends and love, love y'all. We just all gone. We can do all that all day, but you need to be praying that they hear the message and the gospel, the good news of Jesus, so that they, when it, the separation comes, that we'll all be on the same side. Let me also be clear, just because you come to church don't mean you're going to end up on the right side. Because coming to church don't anymore make you a sheep than standing in a garage makes you a car. Because you could be a goat at church. Sips tea. Let me read the text so I can get you out of here. I think I can get you out of here at a nice time today. Matthew chapter 25. I'm going to start reading at verse 34. So as Jesus talks about the fact that there was certain, uh, this separation, verse 34 says this, Then the king will say to those on the right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Watch what he says. For I was hungry. And you gave me food. But let's go back. Let's go back. Jesus says. To the sheep that he separated on the right hand. Okay. He says you're blessed. Enter the kingdom that has been prepared for you. He says because I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison, you came to me. Listen, then the righteous, the sheep represents the righteous. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or give you drink? Or took you in or gave you clothes or when you when were you sick like when did when did we come visit you in prison and the king Jesus will answer and say to them assuredly I say to you inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren you did it to me okay I clear it up the sheep were the people who visited, who gave food, who gave drink, who gave clothes, who, who served and cared for humanity in whatever. See, I love it because it's not necessarily saying I have to do all of it, but I need to do so at some point I need to, you know, maybe I've given, I've, I've fed the homeless, the hungry, or maybe I've taken some clothes to the homeless. You know, or maybe I've gone by the hospital and maybe prayed or, or had a, so sick people in the community that I go by and check on. Maybe I do prison ministry. Whatever it is, he says, when you have done it to those who, who are the weaker in the community, he says, you have done it to me. Those are the sheep. OK, to the goats, he banished them to hell. Y'all. Can you imagine the sheep, the sheep, Jesus said, man, y'all come on into the kingdom, the righteous to the goats. He said, man, y'all go to hell. Why? Because he says, listen, when I was sick, you didn't come see me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. You didn't do any of that. 
They was like, Jesus, when did we see? We didn't. What are you talking about? And he says, because you have not done it to the least of them, you have not done it to me. Are you with me? Are you ready? I want to leave this with you. When we start dealing with operating in the currency of caring for people, make sure, or should I say, beware of the sin of indifference. The sin of indifference. The sin of indifference says, hey, I, you know, it ain't me. It ain't my grandmama that's sick. You know, it ain't my daddy that's in, in jail. You know, it ain't my, it ain't my child. <laughs> that needs clothes. And so because we get indifferent to things, we like don't bother. Okay. Remember I started with put on tender mercies, put on kindness. And oftentimes we feel like because it ain't our people that we don't have to be kind to them. So then when you look at it, it's as if, the sheep said to G, like the sheep said to Jesus, well, Jesus, we didn't know it was you. We just was serving people because that was what was in our hearts. We didn't know it was you. That's just what we do. Watch this. But the goats said, if we knew it was you, we would have done it. <laughs> he said, if we knew that was you, Jesus, we would have stepped right on up. And that's the whole thing. There's a there's a story that that's probably 100 years old. About a wealthy guy who had um, a wealthy guy who was moved to compassion and he saw something. And what he saw was a soldier. Who saw somebody who was cold and destitute and didn't have the soldier who had been in war coat tattered, cut his coat in half and gave half of it to somebody. Okay. Gave half of it to the destitute guy. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna give you half of my coat. So maybe you could be a little bit warm. Okay. Well, that man who was seeing this, had a dream that night and in the dream he sees some angels around Jesus and Jesus had on a half a coat and the man asked the angels why does Jesus have on a half a coat and Jesus and the angel said because one of his servants <laughs> had given it to him to keep him warm crazy right because you never know and what Jesus is saying, see, here's what we love to say. We love to say, you never know if you're ministering to an angel on a well. Jesus says, anybody that you serve that is in a hard situation that you are caring, giving care to, Jesus says, you're doing it to me. It's not an issue of if this is me or not. He said, the way I see it, it's me. So you making sandwiches and feeding to the feeding the hungry, hungry when you get to heaven <laughs> in Jesus's office, he go see you go see them brown paper bags and them plastic sandwich wrappers in his trash can because he sees it like you're doing it to him. Caring for people, family. Is a kingdom currency. Having good relationships is a kingdom currency. When I go to people's funerals, particularly our members, they'd be like, Pastor, I didn't, I, what, I didn't know you was going to come. Why wouldn't I come? I have to mourn with those who mourn. But you had to travel a couple of hours to get here. And what? It's my job. what we're supposed to do not because I'm the pastor but we're supposed to care for one another that's why if we have a community somebody in our community should never not be checked on 
And God is saying to us, when we use this currency, it is sowing seeds. We are sowing seeds and it is, it is uh, putting us in a position to receive blessing, grace and mercy from God himself. So I want to encourage y'all to that. Care about people. See who needs something. Okay. Yes, Pastor Marshall, we are Christians first, regardless of what our titles are and our function in the body is, you know, all of that. I do. I look at some pastors cross-eyed who say, yeah, I send my team out to the hospital. Yeah, I get it. I get it when you got so many people and you can't go to everybody and everybody got to be touched. But somebody should be seeing your face as leader. Prophet. You want to give the word. You want to get the prophet's offering. Bishop. You shouldn't be only going to see other bishops in the hospital. Listen, I have, I have in my wallet a, uh, I don't have my wallet on me, a, uh, a clergy card that I keep valid for um, Wellstar Hospital. Because I want to always make sure that I'm in a place where I can go. Sometimes I hear people who are sick, they're not our members. But I, I know them. Let me go just stick my head in. Just text and see how's it going. We got to care for people. It is a kingdom currency. And what I'm saying to you all is that when economies are, are unstable, now is the time. Now is the time for us to be reaching out and caring for, making sure people are good. I know you may say, well, I don't have a lot of money to give. It's okay, but a text or a phone call, you understand? Little bit, it, whatever you can do. Let me tell you something. Mildred Mason, I don't know if she's still making the oils, but there's not a day that, I, <laughs> that, that goes by that I don't think about Mildred because Mildred's oil she may not have there sometimes when she say, Pastor, I was able to go shopping for you and I'm going to bless you with this shirt. But then there are other times she said, all I got is want you to try some of these samples. It's a blessing to me. I ain't bought cologne in years. It's the small things, y'all. A handwritten note. A phone call. Send a $5 uh, uh, Chick-fil-A gift certificate to somebody. Come on, y'all. Not just in your family. Not just in your family. Relationships and how you care for people matter. Paris, I had Paris with me one day and we went over to um, uh, CVS and I introduced her to the pharmacist and the pharmacy tech. I mean, they like family to us. And so I introduced her. She's like, they're really nice. And I was like, oh yeah, they're great people. And I said uh, a couple of Christmases ago or about a year ago at Christmas, I gave them, you know, cards to be able to go out to eat, gave them gift cards right there from Target. Just went and bought them, put them in the car. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being so kind to me. And these people are like family to me now. And I said, when your mom and I got married, they actually went and got a car and put gift cards in there for us to bless us. And we don't know these people outside of Target. But caring for people, one of the young ladies there, her name is, um, her name is uh, Mackenzie. And Mackenzie was down when that's what's going on with you. She told me about her sister, had a brain tumor. So then I started praying for her sister. And every time I go in, how she doing? How we coming? And she, people, when you care about people, they appreciate it. Are you hearing me? So that is that kind of stuff that you may see the mail carrier and the mail carrier ain't as exuberant as he or she normally is. Find out what's going on with you. Are you okay? My AC guy who fixed the AC had a, from the first time I met him, he was like, yeah, I got some stuff going on in my family. He just felt like dumping. He didn't know what I did for a living. And I said, Hey, I can connect with that. 
I know what it is to worry about your children. I've lost one. I said, but I'm a pastor. That's what I do. Do you mind if I have, can I have you? Uh, can I get your daughter's name? I want to pray for her. You, you okay with that? And every time he came back, I said, how your daughter doing? Man, she's doing better. She's back at home. And he said, I just appreciate the fact that you remembered that and you pray for her. Thank you. He said, I need that, sir. I don't know if he's a believer or not. You see, it's just important that we care about people. And sometimes you could do it on a grand level. Sometimes it's just the simple things that says, I'm thinking about you. So I want to challenge you today to care for people. You never know. I'm going to tell you, when I get the text or the emails from y'all saying, Pastor, I'm praying for you today, you don't know how much that blesses me. Some of you may say, well, I can't give, uh, Pastor, I don't have no extra to give in a love offering. But you can pray for me and then tell me. You see what I'm saying? Every bit matters. So be encouraged, care for folk, and watch the seeds you sow come back up in your life. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your love and your care for us. And I ask now that you give us the grace to be loving and caring for those who you send in our path, for those who we do relationship and do life with. Give us what we need, Lord. Remind us today of what it means to care for people that even in unstable times, we can grab hold to that currency and spend it lavishly. And I thank you, Lord, that you're faithful to your word, that everything, every promise you've made, every agreement that you've made, will, you will come through on. So, Lord, I pray today for those who need to make connection with you, who need to get plugged into a local church. I pray today that you will draw them with your love and your kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, family, if you're here today and you need to make a decision to uh, give your life to Christ, I want you to do that. In your chats, there's going to be information that you can text the word new life to the number that comes up in your chat. And... Um, we got a team waiting for you so we can help you and lead you down the path, give you information. This is not just heart stuff like, oh, I'm feeling warm and tingly and I want to give my life to Jesus. No, no, no. We want you to, to get plugged in with not just your heart, but also with information to tell you the why and the how. And we got a team ready for that. If you're here today and you need to join Christ in a church and you feel like, man, I found this place. And I want to get a part. I want to be a part of this. I want to hear this every week. I want to be a part of Christ in the church. I want to be a part of the nation. You can do that by texting the number that's in your chat and text connect to that number. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll with you, rock with you, pray for you, cover you as a part of Christ centered church. Listen, I love y'all. It is an absolute pleasure. To serve in this capacity every week and give you the word of God as he gives it to me for us. It's an absolute pleasure. So listen, um, I want to dismiss you this week and encourage you to have an amazing week. Everybody, I declare that you are ambassadors of Christ, that you leave this platform to seek and to save that which is lost. I declare in Jesus name that you are above only and not beneath. You're the head and not the tail. I declare that on your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem, but you are the solution to the problem. I declare everything your hands touch will prosper and every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon you shall possess. I declare money comes to you, but not just money, wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare that you will be sensitive to moments and opportunities to be kind and caring to others, not just others in the street, but those who are in your house. I Ask the Lord Jesus Christ right now to give you the extra grace to go the extra mile for somebody. I declare in Jesus name that your home is established in peace, that your single life is whole, healthy, fun, satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ, that your married life is whole, healthy, fun and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. The blessings of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity and favor. May it be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace 
and the God of peace goes with you. Hey, I love y'all. I want you to have an amazing week. Thanks for joining today. You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today.